Hameen Media Group. Big Ray Hernandez. The Vet, Jamie Williams. This is your Next Level Wrestling Review. And we are NXT. Shuggy Duggy Quack Quack. I'm serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. Oh my God. Who the hell cares? We all care, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Whenever you're listening to this show, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who I am, I am the pundit of the people, the man with the plan, Big Ray, here to stay to talk some Lucha Libre, which is your Spanish lesson <clears throat> for wrestling today. I can't breathe. I can't fucking breathe. Us here in New York City, we're all dying slowly. They're making us wear masks again. I, I was thinking about wearing a mask for the show, but no. I cracked this window open and uh, didn't matter because the smoke's already filling up. Thank you, Canada. You stupid sons of bitches. Don't know how to turn out your cigarettes. Or stupid put out your campfire or whatever the hell happened over there. Anyway. <sighs> God damn, it's hard to breathe. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, speaking of campfire, this man, uh, he's won many camping championships. I mean, like the, the, the rope tying championship. You know, uh, the knot tying championship. He can do a one hell of a clove hitch, one hell of a square knot, one hell of a figure eight. Uh, the the uh, the gimmick where you toss the uh, the axes. You know, he does, he's won all those championships. Who am I talking about, ladies and gentlemen? Well, of course, I'm talking about the one. I'm talking about the only. I'm talking about the vet. The vet. He's a Rip Rogers guy. It's true. The vet. Vet, vet, vet. Rip, rip, rip Rogers guy. Oh, yeah. Swear to God, ladies and gentlemen, he will tie you up in knots. Not just tie a knot. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, he is a Rip Rogers guy. <laughs> God, do I have to, like, lower? Anyway, the vet. Jamie Williams is going on. Should I crawl? Like throughout this podcast, um, if that'll get you out of the smoke, you know that's what they taught us in schools. Oh my god, you got to get low because smoke rises, Ray. Don't you hide under a desk or something when the smoke comes? Um, no, that's a nuclear bomb. Oh shit! Fucking Canada! The fuck, man! It's like one way or another they're gonna make us wear a mask. Stupid Justin Trudeau and his goddamn whatever i know in israel they're not they're not dealing with that right aaron ben anyway how are you doing today i'm good Fuck. did you did you pop when uh when tony d said exactly that exactly that way when stacks came to see him in prison what, what did he say he literally said the thing i always say when you ask me how i'm doing you didn't you you didn't I didn't know. Perhaps, perhaps you were dying of asphyxiation. Oh well, yeah. 
Yeah, it was so bad. Either like, either from the smoke or from hobo body odor, whatever the case oh, may be. Well, no, you couldn't you could not concentrate on the NXT episode? I'm sure. But well, let me let me tell you something, brother. It was so bad last night. I said I am not taking that dirty train home. I actually dropped fifty bucks on an Uber. Fifty bucks, yes, that's how much it cost me to get from my job all the way up in Midtown Manhattan, Uptown Manhattan, all the way to Brooklyn. Well, the subway's underground, right? Yeah. So that should be like way under the smoke, right? No, because then oh. what happens is even more homeless people come down because they can't breathe. Oh. So I can't breathe up here, and I can't breathe down there because down there it smells like armpits and assholes. Hmm. You should know this, fat already, man. Come on. It's easy stuff, man. Our trains are above ground. Are they really? Some of our trains, my train's above ground here in Brooklyn. It goes up and down, in and out. It's, it's fucking. It's a roller coaster. Yeah, blood, blood moons. I mean, this whole fucking city is the shits. Okay. Got some terrible news. Besides that. Yeah. For those that follow me on Instagram, <clears throat> on Twitter, and on Facebook. You know, I have a little special friend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually lower this real quick. I lost a friend. It wasn't a human friend. It was a dog friend, and I'm very sad about it, vet. So I just wanted to dedicate this show to my friend in heaven, my little Frenchy friend, Simone. I miss her. She was a little dog at my uh, at my job. And when I started there about five years ago at that particular building, I've been doing this for well over a decade. Literally, she was my first little friend. And I started buying her little treats. And then I ended up having to fit the bill for all the treats for the dogs in the building. <clears throat> but uh, I swear to God, I would come in at 4.30 p.m. I mean, 4 o'clock. By 4.35, she would come out. And she would literally just come out. She couldn't. She didn't have to take a shit or pee. She just wanted to hang out. So me and her owner were standing in front of the building just chatting for about an hour. And then she would come back again. And I would give her treats. And we would hang out and I would scratch her chin. She was adorable. She was also 13. These French bulldogs don't live that long, bro. Oh, so she was 13, you mean, when she passed, you mean? Yeah, she just passed away a couple days ago. So what, you were about... uh, So what do you... uh, she was like three when you first met her or no so uh 15 uh 13 take away five is what oh eight eight she was eight so oh, okay <clears throat> yeah you're saying you did the job for a decade not that you knew her for a decade yeah i've done the job for a decade i've known her for five years okay. so you know people you know it's funny because people are like <clears throat> it's almost i've had people that passed away and i could give mm-hmm. two shits but for some reason it hurt more when she passed away because she was so sweet, like unconditional. You have pets? You have Gary, right? Does that count? Uh, well, I wouldn't call Gary a pet per se, but like a roommate. Does he pay rent? He's he's he's, he's my son. <laughs> we need to talk about something before I jump into the acknowledgments really quickly. You were having a conversation on the Impact Attack with uh, with uh, Brandon. Big shout out to Brandon. And um. You were you were saying that you love circus peanuts? Um, Did I say that? Oh yeah, you said you love. You, you actually said I could go for some circus peanuts right now. Well, that's how bad impact was. I don't know if I was in my right mind at the time. 
But I do, I do enjoy a circus peanut in moderation. Once every several years, I might be like, "Oh, I'll get a bag of circus peanuts." Uh, but they're just, a polarizing. Uh, they're a polarizing candy. Where do right. you stand on the circus peanut? Uh... Well, it's like um, it's like eating you know those styrofoam things with just infused right. with sugar. Right. It's um. So really good. Uh, the consistency throws me off. Who cares about that? Well, it's I just sugar. It's it, everything is just like they make sugar into shapes and consistencies, but it's all sugar. So really, at the end of the day, I think nutritionally speaking, it is possibly the worst thing you can ever eat, like put into your body. I, think I don't so. think there's anything worse. Perhaps st real styrofoam would be more nutritionally uh, valid than a circus peanut, but it would not be as tasty. Not as. <clears throat> Where do you stand on candy corn? Because I love that shit. I will eat any candy. Really? Yes. Black black licorice. I love black licorice. Yes, I will eat black licorice. I don't want it, but I will eat it. Oh, so you're you're you have a sweet tooth. Yes. Okay. Well, it's nice catching up with you, but it always is. I'm good. But you know what time it is, my friend. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. You're gonna acknowledge me. You're there, sitting at home. Acknowledge me. It's time to acknowledge the chat, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna run through this really quickly. We have Frank's pickle barrel house that is ass in all of HMG. What are they testing on lab rat AIDS? They are testing AIDS. Always AIDS, actually. No smoke. Or circus peanuts. Circus peanuts. <laughs> smoke. Smoke infused circus peanuts. Jesus Christ. Smoky. <laughs> smoky tasting circus yeah. peanuts. The windiest of all Chris's, uh, Chris Winland, is in the his house, motherfuckers. Uh, the biggest, did I mention the biggest ass? Yes, I did. Um, and of course, the lovely Elizabeth is in here, still waiting for your cookies. Never going to come. No, never going to come. No. We have Javi Uchiha. <laughs> Later on, he commented, I'm going back to bed. He did. And I don't blame him. We have the lovely Colin Weissong. Oh, schnitt. You spelled shit wrong, Colin. You fucking moron. Jesus Christ. You know what, Colin? You fucking mark! Anyway. Colin Weissong is in the house. Oh, big shout out to WLR. The Wednesday oh locker room. Is, do we do we not have to do the show anymore? I don't get it. How does this work? I don't know. Did they talk about NXT? Because I haven't I didn't watch. Honestly, those three guys. Hold on. Remember the old wrestlers? He's go, ah, fuck you. Well, we, you and I, since we've been hosting this, we've had 66% of the Wednesday locker room as guests on the show. We're just looking for that last 33. Still waiting on Strangler Steve King. Tweet at him, guys. If you want him on this show, tweet at him. Tweet him. That's right. God damn it. Like, every, time he, every time he posts one of those food pics or whatever, be like, yeah, yeah, that's really nice, but when are you going to be on next right. level? Hashtag WLR. Yeah. Be on next level podcast. Whatever. The f I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> what else we got here? I'm scrolling, 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 scrolling. Ladies and gentlemen, with a record of 132 and 45, the dancing one, handsome Dan Heffern. Yo, 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 everybody, he says. It's a little anachronistic speak for his uh, time period, but right. How, how would you say hello back in the, the 20s? Um, 
something like good day sir or, yes you know, good day good day Good day, chap. Good day, old chap. No, no, that's English. Well, now yeah. you know you know who you know who will speak properly and and uh, within their time period. You'll see. You'll see when we get to him. Got it. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we have in the non-smoky part of the world. If <laughs> you believe that, Aaron Ben Shlomo, all the way from Israel. Aaron Ben, how are you, my friend? Talking about Hogwarts, I don't know what the hell that is, but okay. Um, is that the the, the what is it? The, the Lord game. of the Rings, it's the Harry Potter game, Harry Potter, and and and, and the other show, the, what I just mentioned right now, Lord of the Rings, same shit. Is that like the yeah, same, same, same thing, right? Magic, there's a, lot, there's a lot of like like gnarled sticks mm. in both of those, ladies and gentlemen, with a record of 162 and 14, yes. The former All Asiatic Champion, um, Rock Hard Al Robinson. <laughs> See now he comes in. He comes in with the with the gentleman. Like you can just picture a handlebar mustache on this guy saying that, can't you? Sure. And a top hat. His next bout against Max Bear, the Dancing Bear. No, that was not his name. Oh, what was fuck. Max Bear's nickname? He must have had a nickname, right? Who? Oh, it was the, um, the Dancing Bear. Isn't that what they call him? Max Bear? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, speaking about Dancing Bears, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest bear of all, with the most beautiful mm -hmm. beard in all of HMG and the world, the man Max whose beard. weed plants... What's that? Max Beard. Max, The man whose weed plants are dying because of that terrible Canadian smoke. Disgusting oh, Canada. Fuck. The mighty Bobo is here. As we speed through this, uh, let me see if I'm missing anybody. We have the man who is always so sexy that, that he just won't stop putting up the. God the damn picture. it! Well, Scott Woodford. God damn it! To sex. Speaking of sexy, ladies and gentlemen, the man who makes his titties bounce, that makes the women drip ounce by ounce. I don't know. Surge. Surge is here. Your boy. Surge. Your boy, Surge. He says, how you doing? Keep it moving. Yeah. Is that how he talks? No, he's actually quite soft-spoken. Uh, the um, But he, he did steal that from, uh, uh, you know, what's his name? Enzo. Did he really? He loved, he loved it when Enzo said that, and he adopted it as his own. Oh, well, good for him. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think that's everybody. Did I miss anybody there, Vet? Uh, no. Although Frank's Pickle Bear last did just say, where is that fucking spaceman? Well, we know what happened to him. Oh, Canada's spaceman has been fucking uh, thrown out. He is no longer part of this, uh, this show. Ever. That's what happens. So, um, I guess... All that being said, what do you guys want to talk about? It's the three count. This is the three count with today's biggest stories in pro wrestling, world news, pop culture, sports, and more. And now, back to Big Ray and the Vet. <laughs>
right, Vet. Hey, you know what? We haven't done this in a little bit. Yes, it is still going on, ladies and gentlemen. The NBA, they are still actually playing. The Miami Heat are tied with the Denver Nuggets. One game apiece. Will Tyler Hero make his triumphant comeback tonight in game three? Man, what a fucking game that was, man. I can't, can you believe the Miami Heat? Those guys have some heart. You got to give them credit, no? I, I, I can't speak on it. Why not? We didn't watch it. You, hold on. You don't watch it? No. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the game tonight. It's the Miami Heat versus the Denver Nuggets in Miami. And I'm going to make a prediction. No, that's well, uh, from Rocky Three. Yeah, that's and, all uh, and Serge pointed out that I was wrong. Is actually he got it from Pat McAfee, not Enzo. Oh, Pat McAfee. The, uh, the Knicks still play. No, they're not playing Aaron Ben Shlomo. You son of a bitch! They got bounced out. Like <laughs> they're two getting ready ago. for summer league. Shit. Anyway, I'm going to predict that the that the Heat shocked the world and win tonight again. Go up two one. And then that'll be the end of the shocking, and then they'll drop three three straight. I don't know, man. There's something about this Heat team that they just don't want to give up. They're very good. Speaking about very good, speaking about not very good. Um, apparently, uh, and I'm not I'm not reading this for but you know what? Let's talk about let's talk about the elephant in the room, not Gary. It's, oh. it's, well, I mean, can we talk about Gary? There he is. I got to get a theme song for Gary. Something like an elephant song. Is there an elephant song out there? There's Baby Elephant Walk. I'm sure there's plenty of remixes. What's Baby Elephant Walk? You know that song. No, I don't. I really don't. Ella. It's like, you know, that you would, you would probably hear it on an organ at a baseball game. You know, it goes. All right. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. I'm gonna start playing it and bring Gary into into the to the screen. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the one, the only Gary. Ah, oh, yeah. What's Gary up to today? He's just sitting around like he normally does. Ah, is he eating uh, circus peanuts? No, he's fresh out. Gary, it's good to see you, buddy. He says, oh, thank you. That's his equivalent of Al Robinson's gentleman. <laughs> Media M5. Gary, woo woo. <laughs> Such a branded thing to say. So let's let's take a look at this thing here, Vet. Um, mm-hmm. You see, you asked, we were talking about this off the air, and I thought I'd bring it up. So here we go. This is the new WWE undisputed championship take a nice good look they want 499 goddamn dollars american for this fucking thing with tax how much do you think it is uh i don't know you probably like, probably a 550 something like that yeah right uh, shipping you have to pay for shipping i'm assuming right let me see well they better give you some <laughs> free shipping oh but at orders least... on orders over a certain amount right for interest pays for free interest free pays. Yeah, if you want to put your fucking you want to put your fucking belt on layaway. 
Jesus Christ. Let's take take a good look at this fucking thing. So now you tweeted about this, right? Oh yeah, this is fucking. And for anybody that doesn't follow you, your your general sentiment seemed to be like you put up a picture of that old, like the, the what they call the winged eagle belt. Winged eagle, yes. Yeah, which is stupid because what eagle doesn't have wings? Well, but that's just what it's known amongst collectors and things. But like uh, you were saying, this is kind of the what we wanted versus what we got deal. Sure. Were we expecting something else? Were we expecting anything at all? I don't even know if this was hyped up as a belt reveal. Well, it kind of was. There was a lot of buzz on social media about it. Hmm. Maybe is- some, some info got leaked, like, hey, there's a new belt. I mean, all this is is just the... This is the Snoop Dogg belt, isn't this? Yeah, this is this is just a belt that already exists with slightly different color scheme. I really like this song. Let's talk about this championship belt with Gary. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, no cut, okay. cut it. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, you were disappointed with this, even though, you know, we really didn't this think is, anything was coming. This is very lazy. Well, doesn't now, now the reason I was bringing this up to you and asked if you wanted to talk about it was not only because you tweeted about it and you seemed very disappointed, but. The narrative that I have been spinning, because we love narratives, right? You know, everything about uh, media and entertainment is all narratives now. We don't really care about facts or figures or whatever as much as narratives. So my narrative has been um, in recent weeks and months that we, you know, expected Cody Rhodes to win at WrestleMania. Yeah. And... That was the plan, and at the last minute, you know, Vince McMahon or whoever, probably Vince McMahon, came in and said, we're not doing that. And then their plans were all like, well, we had all these plans. He's like, I don't care. So we had this belt that Seth Rollins now has, Mm -hmm. as you put that up on the screen there. This was probably supposed to be presented to Cody in some fashion to replace... The two belts. Which I, I actually really like this belt, and I, and I have from the beginning. Yes, you did from the beginning, and it sounds like it's even growing on you more. Yeah, it's a beautiful belt. I, don't, I know people shitting on a big... Anyway. Continue. Okay, so, you know, uh, you know, we're thinking, all right, so we had this belt made that we were going to give to Cody. Now what the fuck do we do with it? <laughs> and so we have this impromptu tournament that... You know, Seth Franklin Rollins wins the tournament and becomes this champion. Mm-hmm. And now in order to sort of, you know, I don't know, sweep it under the rug a little bit or to balance things out. Right. You take a low effort. Oh, we'll just we'll just do a variant of Roman Reigns's belts and re- give him a belt. So you could have just not done this, but you could easily do this in a short period of time, right? Like oh. you could just change the, you know, change the colors and here you go. You've already have the same basic design. It's not a different belt. Oh. So I guess what I'm saying is here, it's almost like 
they're trying to uh you know fly in the face of the narrative that this other belt was had any other purpose oh shit um vet i'm gonna have to actually interrupt you here okay Um, i love this belt talk pretty fucking cool but ladies and gentlemen we have some We have some breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, with the breaking news. We go to the well-hung reporter, Big Ray. Big Ray, take it away. So I just uh, just confirmed this here. WWE legend, the Iron Sheik, has passed away at age of 81. And the person who reported this was Bill After it says a WWE Hall of Famer was one of the greatest ever to lace a pair of boots with the little hooks on him. He won the World Heavy. All right, so it just gives a breakdown of him. But uh, but he has passed away. The Iron Fucking Sheik, the man, Bubba. Wow, I'm um, man. Your thoughts on the Iron Sheik, brother? You know, growing up, the Iron Sheik was, for me, just kind of like a, a cartoon character. Literally. Like, he was on the Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling and everything like that. And he was a big rubber LJN figure like you'd see in um, Chris Winland's profile picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just kind of like, you know, uh, it it had already been, the torch had already been passed to Hogan at this time. For me, I'm talking about my specific experiences, you know. But going back and, you know, seeing like, you know, as a, looking at it more of a historical perspective and learning about the man and his life, he really did lead an extraordinary life. Oh, yeah. Even before getting into wrestling. Um, but uh, he was a legit guy he's a you shooter know? of course the body the bodyguarding of the the shah of iran i mean how many times have you heard that um fuck you basically like oh, okay that came out of nowhere but um what about uh was he did did he like did he like defect to the united states or something like that or or I, did he just sneak over here or, or how did that all go down I'm not. Maybe somebody in the chat knows. I'm not 100 percent sure. Wow, this is trending everywhere, man. This is a big deal. Um, it's funny because the Iron Sheik was in in the lore of professional wrestling for wrestling fans. He was uh, an icon, right? But he became mm-hmm. kind of a what do you call it? Uh, what's the word? Um, when everybody knows who he is. He became a pop culture. There you go. Big part of pop culture. Um, Did you ever watch the documentary for the Iron Sheik? The one that's just called Sheik? Yeah. Yes. That was really fucking good. And how his, what was his nephews that took over his, uh, his uh, accounts and everything else. And they started yeah. promoting him, and he's you know he they kind of help him rebuild himself because Iron Sheik was really bad you know with drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. He didn't have the best relationship with his family, and then his family came in, and uh, they helped him out. And the Iron Sheik lived. I mean, listen, not enough, nothing, brother. That's a pretty decent run, man. Eighty one. I I'll take that. 
Mm-hmm. But um, growing up, as you can see here, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov in this GIF, if you guys are watching on video, um, I loved that tag team as a heel tag team. Um, those were two of my first uh, LJN figures, as you had mentioned before. <clears throat> um, Jesus Christ. Uh, like you said, Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling. He was a big part of that. Um, one of my favorite pictures of Iron Sheik, uh, I don't know, one of my favorite segments, the Halloween segment. You remember that one where he and Roddy Piper, he's dressed up like a like Batman. <laughs> you ever seen that one? I don't know. Oh, you never seen that one? It's great. Um, the Iron Sheik was uh, allegedly a trans. Well, I mean, he was supposedly a transitional champion between uh, Bob Backlund and Hulk Hogan. Right. But uh, he came around at the time when uh, the United States, uh, we had people that were captive. They were they were they were hostages of Iran. Right. And uh, he, he it was a it was a big deal having this type of heel character, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. Uh, who do they who do they beat? Did they beat the uh, the U.S. Ex- was it the U.S. Express Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda for the titles? I don't recall. Again, somebody in the chat will know. I think so. That was like my awareness of that kind of um, stuff was like just starting to begin. As a small child. Russia, number one. Iran, number one. America. <laughs> I mean. Yes, not the best mathematician, but no, a very entertaining personality. And, you know, like you said, like in later years, um, went on the Howard Stern show a lot and became a meme. He Iron Sheik became a meme before memes were memes. That is true. And, and then he continued to be memes after memes were memes. And uh, so, yeah, there, there's a lot of people that know of the Iron Sheik that never really followed wrestling or saw him wrestle or uh, anything like that. But they know him from, you know, the memes. Or 1942. Uh Wow, he was he had my birthday. March fifteenth. You share a birthday with the Iron Sheik and I you sh- never knew about it I all these years? Knew. I never knew about it. He started wrestling in nineteen seventy two. That's uh, correct. Started wrestling with the WWF uh in nineteen seventy nine. Uh he wrestled with Jim Crockett from nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty one, mid south uh <clears throat> to eighty two. He ran through Florida, Georgia, and then he came back to the WWF, where he became the WWF World Heavyweight Champion in 1983, dropping it to Hulk Hogan, or I'm sorry, no, 1984, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, won tag team titles with Nikolai Volkov. Uh, 19, from, he was a tag team from 1987. Yeah, 19. when was that win? When was the championship? Win? So it says here. Nineteen eighty-five. So his run with Nikolai Volkov was only two years, nineteen eighty-five to nineteen eighty-seven. It felt like it was a lot longer than that, right? It, well, again, yeah, that's when I, you know, about nineteen eighty-five is like where my awareness of wrestling started. So I've been like four years old, and I was correct. He they did take the titles from Mike Rotunda and Barry Wynn of the U.S. Express at the mm-hmm. oh, at WrestleMania one. That's right when Blassie hit him with the cane. Ah. I remember yeah. that now. Um, do, so another huge thing that Iron Sheik is infamous for is, uh, yeah, the U.S. Express, the artists uh, that was, they were a babyface tag team, Barry Wyndham, Mike Rotunda. 
back yeah, in the day. By the know. time I was like actually watching WWF on television and stuff, I think Wyndham was already out of there. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I never <laughs> even saw that till later. So this is the big one, Fed. Mm-hmm. In 1987, and this is what broke kayfabe. Is this, this the hacksaw thing? Yep, 1987, May of 1987, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and uh, and the Iron Sheik were pulled over in New Jersey by New Jersey State Police on the way to a WWF event, uh, suspecting uh, Duggan of a DUI, and then they found drugs and stuff on him. And um, <laughs> this broke national news that these two rivals, these two hated rivals, were in the same car traveling together. Yeah, and much more scandalous than drugs. Brother, that was yeah. I think I. It's funny that you mentioned that because the truth is that the bigger scandal was not the drugs; it was the fact that wrestling was, in fact, confirmed kayfabe, fake. Right. Well, yeah. At the very least, um, you had to question, like, well, I thought USA versus Iran, these guys would hate each other, right? If 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 the Iron Sheik's car broke down on the side of the road and Hacksaw Jim Duggan wouldn't pick him up, would he? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, he'd probably run him over with the truck if it was a shoot. Yep. Don't forget uh, the Iron Sheik coming into the WWF. I don't have it in front of me, but as Colonel Mustafa. Uh, uh, right, which is weird. I don't know why they did like, that. Like, you are clearly the Iron Sheik. I don't know yep. why you're trying to say this man is called Colonel Mustafa. <laughs> I don't know why they did that, but it was during the Gulf War. Uh, he he and Sergeant Slaughter, he and Sergeant Slaughter, and uh, what was it, uh, Adnan? Yeah, Adnan El Casey, whoever that guy was. He was somebody, he, but well, I mean, he he was a big time manager in, in the South and everything like that. But uh, he also did the the sheet gimmick in the South, um, and uh, he looked so much like Saddam Hussein. He was a perfect person to to bring in as the heel manager. Um, and then, uh, yeah, man. So he continued working with the WWE. He had a little bit of an acting career. Like, I mean, this guy was all over the all over the place. He is a, a like I said, a pop icon, a, a legend. Like, did, you know, people throw that word. He, legend he won the he won the WrestleMania 17 gimmick battle royal because he couldn't he take a bump. Did. He fucking did. That's right. You know, in retrospect, man, just thinking about the Iron Sheik and and everything that he's meant to us as kids me as kids growing up and us as fans and wrestling like he's a pretty big fucking deal but like i was about to say people like to throw around the word legend a lot you know they'll bring in like wwf legend coco beware <laughs> okay you know even though, hey no slide of coco he was, he was kind of legendary he was a, a little, little bit, bit legendary i mean come on pile driver alone ought to give him a legendary spot uh what does this say um but um but but this guy was beyond legend i think i think you could put him up there when you talk when you talk about pop icons with rick flair hulk hogan you know being in rap videos and and you know uh, like you said howard stern so on and so forth i'm very sad but he had a good run god bless him um i wonder what his run would have been like had the timeline been shifted up a little bit because when he even by the time he got to well when he got to the wwf in the early 80s like he was almost washed at that point like physically he had taken such a beating over the years because he used to go really hard in his matches you know like he was like the kurt angle of his day 
Yeah. And his body was broken down and his knees were kind of bad and his stomach was, his belly was a little bit big, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so like, he wasn't really the prime Iron Sheik by the time he got there. And then after he got there and Hulkamania kicked off, you know, everything was in full swing, but he's on the downswing. What if he could have been there in his prime as like a major heel right. for Hulk Hogan to actually have competitive matches with or 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 things of that nature to actually put a Hulkster in real jeopardy, you know, in, in terms of like, man, he might lose to this guy. Oh, wait. What if? Is what I'm saying. The vet, the vet, uh, why he was curled. So why was he called Colonel Mustafa? Oh, well, he said because Mustafa was one of Saddam's high-ranking generals, and as a proud oh. Iranian, he could not resist the people who had a devastating war with Iran. Well, I'm not saying, like, that. that's not my point why you would call him the name Mustafa. My point was, why would you take this man right, who, who is know. clearly Iron Sheik, like, oh, <laughs> it's. I guess this is just some other uh, bald guy with a giant mustache that's not the Iron Sheik. Got it. Okay. <clears throat> you know, that. that's, you know. Um, the name they called him isn't as much of the point as like why you would try to disguise somebody that was already an icon. This is this is taking me so like it's kind of a shocking thing, and um I and, and I have to be give a shout out to Chris uh, was it Mari who actually mentioned it, and this is why I actually Kevin looked Mari? at Kevin Mari. I'm sorry, Kevin Mari. I'm sorry, Kev. Um, big shout out to Kevin. He was the one that actually put it up first in the chat. What have people, you? Are, people are, I'm sorry, people are just not getting what I'm saying because Media 5 is still commenting on it. Like, Iran, Iraq, same thing. Mustafa was supposed to be like, I don't care. I'm, my point is that this is, this would be like if you gave Hulk Hogan another gimmick. Right. Like, this is Mr. America, not Hulk Hogan. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Forget the name. Right. Forget it. Anyway. Because Back like when Sar when Sergeant Slaughter became a heel, he was still Sergeant Slaughter when he became an Iraqi right a sympathizer. Um, it's it's like taking Ric Flair and bringing him bringing him into the WWF and calling him Ron Golden. We know it's fucking Ric Flair. And was Ric Flair one of the very first people to transition from WC from NWA to WWF and keep his name? Who? Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Um. Yeah, you know maybe. I don't really have a historical record of everybody and their names and their changes, but anyway, wow. Um, Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik was the fucking man, dude. And again, we're we're, we're just getting this news in, so the Iron Sheik's had such a, a legendary career; it's, it's doesn't do us any justice, you know, trying to break it down. But I'm sure uh, Ben. Right, we didn't have guys. anything prepared for this. We weren't ready. I mean, let's let's be real. Without no Iron Sheik, there's no real, there's really no Ben Hameen. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure Ben will expound upon the Iron Sheik's, uh, the Iron Sheik's, uh, what do you call it, uh, on his career? Um, what's the word? Uh, inspiration mm -hmm. on his career. So, yo, you know, rest in peace to the golden, the the, the true golden Ayatollah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it that way. The you know the man that that passed the torch to Hulk Hogan that ushered in um, rock and wrestling 
fucking uh, a, a character, a great wrestler, the, the original suplex machine, the man who will put you in the camel clutch, break your back, fuck you in the ass, and make you humble. The Iron Sheik. God bless you. Yeah. Iron Sheik in heaven, my brother. Um, And legit, he was an Olympian, right? Like he. Yes, he was. Yes, he made it very clear. Did you have any interaction with Iron Sheik? I mean, you work with After for all this time, and you know, unfortunately, I never. Oh, wait, what am I talking about? What the fuck am I talking about? I did meet the Iron Sheik. Yeah, <sighs> my head just blew up. So I was, um, I'm an idiot. Of course, I had an interaction. I had one interaction with the Iron Sheik, and it was actually a really cool one. So we were doing this. Uh, it was a WrestleCon. I forgot exactly where it was, but me and After were doing a WrestleCon, and Sheik was at a table, sitting at a table, and uh, After came over to him and stuff like that. And you know, Sheik was sitting there, and you know, they were drawing at each other and stuff. And uh, I was able to, you know, uh, Mr. Sheik, thank you, you know, for everything you've done, ah, Bubba, you know. And then he did, he did this to me, you know. He's like, you know, like, you know, like a father would do to a son. Mm-hmm. So he grabbed my, he gra- actually he grabbed my face, and then he, and then he put you in the camel clutch, you know, uh, fucked you in the ass. Yeah. But uh, he, when I saw him, this was when he was already working with his nephews. Mm-hmm. To kind of you know, so he looked a lot better than he had in quite some time. He was walking around with that big WCW gold belt and stuff, and um, he, his line was incredible. And um, he seemed so happy to be there, you know, because I've been to those conventions and a lot of those wrestlers, a lot of a lot of wrestlers. I'm not saying a lot. Some a good portion of the wrestlers look like they don't want to be there. Just have you know, just doing a job. But um, she seemed to really appreciate being there, and he was taking time, a lot of time, with the, with the people, with the fans. That I get, that's probably why the line was so long and took so long to, you know, because that line was out the back. Um, that was pretty fucking cool. So yeah, Iron Sheik. Uh, that was my one interaction. It's funny that you mentioned it. I totally forgot about that fucking moment. How do I forget? But that was pretty fucking. It was in New Jersey, WrestleCon in New Jersey. So. I can't remember what year it was. Maybe 2014? 15? Anyway. But rest in peace, the great Iron Sheik. Speaking about rest in peace, rest in peace, AEW. Uh, Collision. Having some problems. So it says, uh, this is according to after. I mean, after. Is it? Dave Melter provided an update on on certain select cities where uh, they're selling tickets. And apparently CM Punk is... Check this out. He is not as big a big a deal in Canada as he is in Chicago. What am I talking about? And this is a quote. It says, "I've uh, I've had people in Calgary tell me that one of uh, that one's a bit of a, a little bit of a struggle for Saturday night. But I think uh, the Owen Hart tournament. I think they should do okay." Melter said. But Hamilton, Regina, Regina, or is it Regina, 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 are going to be very very tough. They're like 700 tickets for Collision in Hamilton. 700 is sold? Yeah. And I think uh, also a part of it is that it's in Canada. Um, They don't... Oh, so they don't even get... They don't even get Dynamite on television there. They don't get Rampage. And they're not going to get Collision either. They're going to have to watch it on Fight TV. Nope. Hmm. Well, that sucks. So, real quick... 
AEW has sold 7,000 tickets initially and then added another 700 in the past uh, 24 hours for the CM Punk uh, edition. They're not selling any tickets, bro. Punk is not moving the needle in Canada. Your thoughts? Um, I heard some talk about this earlier when I was listening to the Jim Cornette experience. And Brian and Jim got on like Ticketmaster and went to like the websites and were like looking at the tickets. And what it appears to have happened is that they've sort of like the ticket prices have sort of priced people out of these things. Like some of the some of the ticket prices were quite exorbitant for not the most amazing seats in the house. Um, so like one one thing they were talking about, like maybe it was the Hamilton thing, or it's, it's like somebody wrote in and said like. I couldn't go to the show because I want to take my family, but it would have cost me like nine hundred dollars to bring, to bring my family to this show. So I said, "Nah, I'm good." Um, some of this has to do with, you know, and this is a problem. Uh, I would say industry wide in ticket sales online is you have bot scalpers that are right. buying up huge chunks of stuff, mm-hmm. hoping to resell. And, you know, uh, so a lot of these, like, they're allowed to resell on the websites like Ticketmaster. Okay. You know what I mean? So you go to Ticketmaster, you think, you know, you're looking at these tickets and you're actually buying it from somebody that already bought them. You know, you're buying resale tickets sometimes and they jack the prices up. And if you see those prices, you may not even look for other seats. You may just be like, yeah, you know what? I don't need to go that bad. Um, it is a kind of a problem and there also is the lack of you know the potential lack of interest in aw and like you're saying if their if their reach on television isn't the same there obviously fans can get it they can see it other ways but eh, you know if you're if you're seeing their their weekly television shows lately are you going to be that excited to go I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do a few more like um, buy a burger and fries promotions and move some tickets like when we get a little closer to the dates. But um, but yeah, and also they just announced CM Punk for sure on Wednesday, and I feel like they did that Wednesday on last Wednesday's Dynamite. They said, "Oh, I thought you meant he was going to." That's the first. That's the first legitimate confirmation. And because of the nature of the way the announcement was presented, it was like the debut edition of Collision will feature CM Punk. And that's it. And that's all they said. There was no hype. There was no nothing. They didn't have a, you know, cult of personality queued up or, or anything like that. It seemed like they just inserted this to let people know, ah, shit, if you want to go to the show, yes, he will be there. You know, we have to tell you, we were probably going to do like a surprise you know, on the Chicago edition where, you know, you all tune in and wait and then you hit his music and he comes out as a surprise. But since the ticket sales are so bad, now we just have to go ahead and announce it just to make sure people will go to these Canada shows or whatever. So they've only had, they've only had like a few extra days to mull it over whether they want to buy tickets to these things. So I guess we'll see, but you know, they shouldn't, um, should, should AEW be worried that CM Punk isn't moving the needle in Canada? Honestly, mm-hmm. no, no. 
I don't know if they should be worried. I don't know if it really matters about Canada right now. I think people are looking at, if you go on there and you're looking at spending hundreds of dollars per tickets for an unknown commodity, or it's exactly the same commodity as dynamite with a different name, you know, like, I think a lot of people are kind of cool on that. The fact that it's CM Punk, I don't think matters. Um, I mean, people in Canada should love him, I guess, because he loves Bret Hart. So, like, by the transit of properties, I would think that they would like him. But I don't know. I'd have to hear from Canadians to, to hear what they think about it. But why would you book a series of shows in Canada? Like, why would you do that? Did they expect that these people would have some kind of a draw? Is it just because of the Owen Hart tournament? Is it um, just a fact of like, well, Canada likes wrestling, so we're going to run these towns? Like, I really don't know. I don't know what the thought process was. Well, I get what you're saying when it comes to um, to people maybe being worried that CM Punk just wouldn't show up. You know, spending that money to to because you know if you, if you're paying money to watch a, a talent, if you're paying money to you know to, god damn it, I'm trying to send this shit. If you if you're trying to pay pay money to to watch CM Punk and then you're thinking oh he may not show up, I understand why ticket says, but that it's not all about CM Punk either. Like the fact that AEW is that alternative, you know WWE, and they're still not kind of moving the needle there. That's that's for me. It will be worrisome. So I mean, CM Punk aside, you know, you have AEW coming to W, you know, to Canada, and nobody gives a fuck. So I don't know, man. But anyway, man, um, I think we're done with the news. Uh, I'm just gonna throw this out there, man. Before we jump into uh, NXT one more time, uh, rest in peace to the legend. The great Iron Sheep. He will put you in the camel clutch and make a you humble. Rest in peace, sir. Let's And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for NXT. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is NXT June 6, 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, the big headline tonight, we have an NXT Women's Number One Contenders Battle Royal. That's the main event, but we also have some NXT debuts, some call downs, ladies and gentlemen. Not just Mustafa Ali, not just Baron Corbin, but we get some the Batista side piece that come anyway. We'll talk about that later, but bet I'll let you take it away. NXT, one of the greatest NXTs we've seen in quite some time, I think. Well, I'm gonna start by going back to the great Buckshot Kid who was trying to explain to us great. that uh, it's it's Canada Day weekend. No Canadian wants to watch wrestling. We drink beer and barbecue. Oh, so however. Well, however, however, I would respond to that 
Buckshot Kid that is it Canada Day weekend every weekend for the six weekends or whatever that they're having collision up there? Or after Canada Day weekend, do you just not want to watch wrestling for like four or five more weeks? Yeah, I don't know how Canada Day works, bro, brother. Yeah. I'm serious. I, I, I'm serious. I'm that serious. Yeah, we don't know. But anyway, yes. Uh, so we'll we'll wait a confirmation on Canada Day weekend and the proceedings for that. But in the meantime, I guess I'll start talking about this fucking episode of NXT. Cause Pretty good. Pretty good episode, Vet. Come on. so corbin comes to the performance center and says hit my music to some assistant with a headset which is like i like that because it's almost like making fun of the thing that i call out all the time about Mm -hmm. guys you know what do they do say hit my music and walk by well here it was they finally did it yeah actually did it and um so that was kind of funny and then they hit his music and i was like wait that's his music like it's still that same like like slot casino fucking noises music. Like he's still using that, and he's trying to come out here and be a badass with his happy Corbin bullshit, generic. Like go to what's that? Know, um, bro. What's the uh, what's that? What's that generic song bank? Um, they use for YouTube. Uh, it's exactly what it is why can't i think of the name of it but anyway yeah um so yeah i was just laughing at that but anyway uh so he comes out and i wrote down like i wrote down here honestly you know i don't really care about baron corbin right no but you also know that i'm the fairest man possibly in wrestling today you know the only competition is uh, the professor Shabelle oh, Vera Cruz. But... You fucking pulled that out of my out of my mouth. I was wait. Yeah, don't pause. Pause as pause, Ray pause, would say. Pause, pause, pause. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm pretty fair myself, and uh, so I wrote down hell of a promo from Corbin here. Um, oh. oh, it's t- it's but but here's where cutting a good promo uh, with good content bites you in the ass because. It's too bad that he's only here to put these soft and weak guys, as he called them, over. Like, you don't think you're coming down here to go over, do you? Right. So you just cut a promo talking about how everybody's soft and weak, and now you got to do jobs for them. So this is where you have to learn the art of the business. Explain. Don't cut promos telling people you're going to do things you can't do. Oh, he's going to be the NXT champion. I I told you that last week. He's going to rule with an iron fist. He's going to do the Dolph Ziggler, come down, win it, lose it back. You'll see. All right. He's going to be the champ. He's going to be the champ. Yep. All right. So speaking of that, speaking oh. of soft and weak, here comes Dragunov. Oh. Um, well, no, actually, it's not speaking of soft and weak. It's speaking of guys that he's going to have to put over. Uh, he challenges uh, Baron Corbin to a match later. And... Uh, they're like, yeah, all right, fine, whatever, whatever, however that happens. And then Trick Trick Williams attacks mm-hmm. Baron Corbin. And... Uh, uh, didn't Dragunov have a broken arm? I we'll guess get we'll... to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Got, it. Got it. They never acknowledged that. Hey, did you see, did, did you or anybody else see any reports about Dragunov and a broken arm no. in the past week since we talked about it? Are you sure it's broken, though? I'm just asking if. If oh. any reports about anything on his arm, I'm looking at it right now. Let me see. Okay. Nothing's out there. Okay. Um, 
so yeah, so we had we had all this plus a Trick Williams appearance. So what do you say? What do you say, Ray? Did you like this? Does this work for you? What? Like, I'm not going to add on to it. I'm not going to repeat what you said because what you said is exactly how I felt. I thought Baron Corbin could have cut a good promo. Um, I believe in Baron Corbin. I think we should all believe in Baron Corbin. Um, Based on what? I don't know. Okay. Based on the fact that he's he was the last man to pin Kurt Angle. Actually, he retired Kurt Angle. He's the last man to pin Roman Reigns, and he's been to several WrestleManias. Seven. Remember that great feud he had with Roman Reigns, where he was like, "Nope," handcuffed him to the <laughs> to the pole and was like smearing dog food on him and all that. I didn't remember until you just mentioned it, but now that you did, epic. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, this is cool, man. And uh, again, I'm a big Trick Williams fan, but we're going to talk about that because um, honestly, this kid. Uh, is still very, very green. And there were certain things that I saw during that match with he and Baron Corbin that I would love to discuss with you, but we move on. Well, we, we move on, sir. Let's move on to earlier in the day. So we're going backwards. Actually earlier in the day, Thea Hale was leaving grappling class Mm -hmm. and, uh, Mm -hmm. she ran into Duke and he was like, what are you doing? I thought these guys made you cry. And she's like, ah, you just got to give it back to I mean, I love her. Yeah. Just, yeah. Put over this whole thing. If you want, right. Oh my it. God! So, yeah, basically, as you were saying, she she came out. Um, she had, I guess, she had been wrestling or, or or you know working out with Charlie Dempsey and stuff. And she's like, "Fuck it, I got to get tougher," mm-hmm. you know. And um, it seems like Duke is uh, Duke is kind of like worried about her. God, this guy is red out here. Um, anywho, sounds like you're worried. I'm very worried because again, I'm having some issues breathing. Anywho, um, so yeah, Thea Hale's just she's just great, bro. What, 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 what more can I add to this? Not much, but I'll Not tell much. you how you can subtract from it. The schism makes their entrance oh, to the ring. Can we fast forward? All right. So then we come back and we see Dragonov on the ground, clutching Uh-oh. his arm, Uh-oh. his left I- arm. Oh, convenient. You know the one that's fucking broken. How convenient. <laughs> And uh, and then Braun Breaker is standing over him, asking him if he likes how that feels. Do you like pain? You like feeling pain? How's that feel, Daddy? Daddy? Yeah. Freaks. Freaks. Cheeks. Yeah. So this so, is uh, how they're gonna explain this is off the arm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well done, vet. Well done, Inspector Clouseau. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. It's you like a, it's almost like sometimes when I say things, I know what I'm talking about. You are the Pink Panther. What's up, Jerome? All right. Oh shit! House. Did he update his photo? He did. He did. He's got a sweet beard. Nice bull's hat. Yeah, like it. <laughs> Very good, Jerome. Answer All right, man. Uh, so yeah, that that's how you dispose of Dragonov. Um. And then we get to our match, uh, the Creeds versus Schism. Now, this is Creeds and Ivy versus Dyad and Ava. Um, Ray, you're already making a face, so I'll let you go first. Uh, well, I-, I couldn't take my eyes off the Rock's daughter's ass the entire fucking match. 
Wasn't um, she like fully covered the last time she got in the ring? Have like long pants and not this time. Long sleeves and now let me put this out there. She put it out there. She is indeed, as they say in the hood, thick with with three C's, no K, T H I C C C. She is thick as fuck, thick AF, as they would say. Mm, they would say that. Yes, they would say that. Well, white people would say it, appropriating sure ebonics culture on social media they would say that yes um it's it's such a weird thing though it's like you're looking at her you're like wow she's uh she's a thicky there thicky thicky me thick thickness then you look up and it's the rock's face not 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 the rock now it's rocky mayavia rock face Mm -hmm. so that that kind of throws me off a little bit not even that. Rocky Maivia, but you know, high school senior prom Dwayne Johnson. Yes, Bobo, you should definitely go back and watch this match. Now, with all that being said, she is the drizzling shits. Oof. Yeah, I'm sorry, bro. Um, I will say you- this. I will say this. She needs to slow it down. down. That's not even her criticism alone. I've got that for like three or four or five people on this show. Like they have really just got to slow it down. And you hear people say that a lot. Like you'll hear veterans say that, right? And there's this, the story that Kevin Nash was telling, which I think I've kind of talked about before, but I'll just say it again in case anybody's not familiar or they forgot or whatever. But supposedly, Kevin Nash was down at the Performance Center one day, you know, to work with guys like the Omases and, you know, things like that. And he was watching some of the kids work out and stuff. And then he's like, Sean's, of course, Shawn Michaels is there with them. They're best friends and all. Mm-hmm. And Kevin's like, he looks over at Sean and he's like, slow the fuck down, right? Like, you know. And Sean's like saying, this is just how things are now. You know, like if you try to do a test of strength, people will walk the fuck out. So I like, I think about those words and I go like, um, would they, would they just get up and leave if you tried something that they haven't seen in a long time? Cause I think if the audience will sit through this bullshit, they'll sit through almost anything. But you hear a lot of veterans talk about slow down, slow down, or maybe Ray, you've heard the, the, the saying like, slow down, slow down, slow down. And when you think you're going too slow, slow down some more. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have heard that. Or are you just looking at stuff on the side and no, you've not said listening it before. To what I'm saying? Okay. You've, you've said it before and I'm, I'm just pulling something up for the for the people that didn't get a chance to watch this but go ahead i I wonder what it is but uh yeah the point is the point is she needs to slow down she does and if she could just do that one thing i think she wouldn't be any different than any of the other women on this roster pretty much well for those at channelattitude.com and those who chose to watch this live and those who didn't watch nxt i'm just gonna quickly bring this up uh, I can't keep it up too long, but there will be no sound. And we see Ava Rain standing in the corner. Do you see Ava Rain there? And um, that's a lot of that's a lot of ass, ladies and gentlemen. She gets in the ring, and uh, I'm just I'm just gonna stop it right there. That's that's a, see. And then then the Rock's face is there. So 
Your thoughts, people. Your thoughts, chat. Uh, their, their thoughts have been all in this chat. Mm. So, That's... <laughs> yeah, some of these thoughts we shouldn't say. Yeah, um, she's a big girl, though. You're right. You know, it's true, and I'm not saying that in a, in a negative fashion. She's a big, thick, big legs, big, strong girl. Tall, tallest. Yeah, she's very tall. She's tall. She, I think she was taller than everybody in the match. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, who, she, the only guy taller than her was uh, Baldy. What's his name? Uh, yeah, Zach Gibson. That guy. Yeah, maybe Julius. Mm. By the way. Yes, sir. How about that Julius? <laughs> he he needs to slow the fuck down. <laughs> Dude, how, how'd you like the spot where everybody gets an overhead belly to belly and then a kip up? Like <laughs> three times in a row. Like. He was starting to lose some of the gas in his tank at the after the third one, but damn it, just a little bit, brother. I would if I, if I were them, I would take your advice, my friend. Slow the fuck down. But she she also like has uh, this uh, issue with selling. It's weird. Like she's she sells on a delay. If that makes any sense. What did she have to really sell that much in this? Well, I she, think she mostly stayed out of the match, which was okay. kind of the story. Remember when they were exchanging forearms? Her and oh, Ivy. Well, yeah. It was awkward. Something awkward and off about it. First, she crowded Ivy. Right. Which was, that that is part of slowing down because, like, for something like that, you would think, okay, we just made the hot tag, which is already fucked because in a six. In a mixed person match, you have to like, you have to come in when the other gender's tagged anyway. So it, there's no suspense on whether they're going to get to the tag anyway, right? So, but the idea is you're supposed to meet in the middle. You know, you would think you got one person on one side, Ooh, one person on the other side, clash in the middle, right? The, the yay boo shit. Yay. Right. Ooh. But she got over there so fast, Ava did, that now we're meeting in the corner almost. So that throws Ivy off a little bit because she's like, oh, you're already on my face. And she's already thrown the first forearm. So now Ivy's like, wait, am I supposed to sell or am I supposed to throw a forearm? Like, you just, these are things that you just, you get thrown off your rhythm um, when something happens that you don't expect to happen. True. That's how I saw it. I could be wrong. No, you're But that's right. what I saw I, when, that's right. what I saw in that particular spot. So, and you'll and like I said, Ava's not the only one that does this. Like, there's a lot of people that, and it it seems like oftentimes, um, hold, it's hold larger on. individuals that have a problem with the spacing and the timing. Hold on. I'm... Hello, hello, yo, uh, Billy, is this Billy Ray Valentine? Yeah, uh, we are live on the next level wrestling review. What's going on, buddy? What's up? Um, what's going on? Vet? What's up, Vet? How you doing? Hey, BRV. What's up, man? Sorry to interrupt. Damn. I but known you did better. it anyway? Um, no, I, I didn't know any better. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it. Well, that's, um, that shows that Billy Ray Valentine does not watch the Next Level Wrestling Review here. No. Oh, live. I'm, I'm typically not around to do so. But since I graduated, now... Now I have some time, so uh, 
So yeah, and uh, NXT is is awesome, and uh, and I'm what? sorry you guys have to review it, mm-hmm. but uh, you know it is what it is. I I, I paid my dues. Mm-hmm. I reviewed Raw for years and years and years, so I have no sympathy for you guys. That's true. Uh, because Raw yeah. was a lot worse, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, I I do require Ray's expertise. I need you to make something for me. I need you to make a. We're, we're let's let's announce it here. It's not confirmed, but we're doing a conference here in New York City in September. Uh, so I uh, just like you, Ray made a poster for my last conference. I need him to make. One for my news. So when you get off there, give me a call. I, I will um, do that. Uh, we also put over WLR. Um, how, how did that go last night? The Wednesday Locker Room, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. Mm, I mean that that greatest. goes that that goes without saying. Uh-huh. Uh, we we had a good time. Mm. Uh, got back together and we talked about Brock Lesnar uh, beating every black WWE champion. Oh. Uh, because that's what he did, apparently. I, I didn't know this, but uh, mm-hmm. Instagram is a beautiful thing. We also mm-hmm. talked about Monday Night Raw for a little while, and the CM Punk. It was fun. The Strizz and D'Angelo Bello. Uh, I sent the file over to Ayatollah Ben Ali, so it should it should be up uh, on Media at some point. But if you want to watch the video, you can catch that at the PW Hustle YouTube channel. And also, I need access. I need access to the Hamid Media uh, YouTube channel in order to stream there as well. Okay, well, oh, we'll, 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 he's, he's asking a lot, right? Yeah, now. We, I can set all that up. But before you leave, Billy Ray Valentine, uh, two quick things. What up? Um, I don't know if you heard uh, the Iron Sheik has just passed away yes. at the age of eighty-one. Uh, your your quick thoughts on the Iron Sheik, sir? Ah, oh, man, you know I remember the Iron Sheik from my earliest memories as a wrestling fan, because the first thing I remember of, as a wrestling fan was Hulk Hogan beating him, right? Uh, and, and, and the beginning of Hulkamania, uh, they used to run that clip over and over again because uh, I didn't see the live match. But Iron Sheik was dope, uh, especially uh, after the fact. When I got older, I learned to appreciate him and what he did a lot more. And, of course, his uh, legendary appearances on the Howard Stern Show Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic stuff when he when he lost his mind on the fake Macho Man and the fake Ultimate Warrior, and he called uh, Hulk Hogan a cheap Jew, stuff like that. You know, it was it was fantastic stuff. So it's uh, it, you know it, it was going to happen at some point. God bless the Iron Sheik. Uh, sucks that he passed away. I just found out like a few minutes ago. Actually, somebody sent me a text. But yeah, like um. He's a legend, right? Former uh, World Wrestling Federation champion when it mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, transition, a transitioning champ, but he did it nonetheless. And an iconic figure throughout the world. Everybody knew who he was. The last question I have to ask you, are you having any issues breathing out there, Billy Ray Valentine? Well, it's bad, bro. It is bad, man. Like uh, it, This place looks like a mist. Yeah. You know, like uh, you see that movie. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like out here, and it smells like somebody's having a barbecue everywhere. Well, what it's reminiscent. You know, uh, well, what it's Canada it? Day, so it is Canada. They like to have barbecue day <laughs> and and drink beer. They don't watch wrestling. Well, I, I was <laughs> I was thinking Billy Ray. It reminds me of nine eleven a lot. If that makes any sense. No, it does. It does because uh, especially if you were in Manhattan and you were, mm-hmm. you know, um, that, that was it's reminisc- eerily reminiscent of what happened that day and the, the, the feel of it, 
like when I when I started smelling this shit yesterday, I was like, man, like snakes get indoors. I don't know what the hell this is. I had to walk my dog. And that's what I'm doing now. But, but uh, this can't be good, you know. Uh, and uh, and it's it, it's gone down as far as North Carolina. Uh, I was talking to John Brisson just a minute ago, and he was like, "It's down here." Colin, He's like I could smell. Colin is having problems. Co- Colin, Colin too, right? Yeah, yeah, he's in North Carolina also. Yeah. Do you, um, should we give out his so, address? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he won't mind. I'll post it. I'll okay. post it here on the yeah. chat. I have his uh, social security number as well. If you need it, okay. That that works, right, Vet? Yeah. Yeah, Thanks. I think that's good. All right, Billy, we're gonna let, we're gonna let you go, buddy. But um, as soon as I'm done with this, I am going to call you. Please pick up your cell Beautiful. phone. How's that work? I shall, I shall, uh, and I'm going upstairs to watch the rest of the show. So I'll be watching. All right, very All right. cool, man. Jump in the chat, brother. Thank you for joining us, Billy Ray Valentine. Everybody, yay! Later, guys. Later, Later vet. Later. Bye. He was calling me on my cell phone. I was like, ah, I'll put him on. Fuck it. Yeah, why not? What the hell is better got than this some, show? Got some free promotion in case anybody didn't know the Wednesday locker room returned. Yeah, uh, yes, but yes. Uh, I would say you know he's asking for stuff, Ray. Um, a lot of you stuff. Know, maybe maybe for the price of a strangler, Steve King, you could make those things happen. What do you? What do you uh, say? Let me just put it this way: I'm working on it. <laughs> All right, uh, but we're working on this episode of NXT, oh, and we're working on coaching young Miss The Rock Johnson. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just uh, just keep at it, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, who won this? I don't even fucking remember. Reps, baby, reps. Um, it was uh, the, it wasn't the Creed brothers and the Creeds. Didn't they win? Probably. I don't care. The chat anymore. knows. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Oh no, so no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Ava Rain. She cheated. She put oh. the fucking the, the 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 hardcore mask on. She headbutted. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. She you headbutted. The, uh, what's her name? Little, little uh, Drago. Yes, yes, that's and, right. Uh, they got the dirty pin there. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So, so all right. Um, glad we settled that. Mm-hmm. Now, this is my earlier reference. So oh. here we have uh, Tony D in the uh, the gimmick with the the visitation phone. Yeah. Which is the only time you're going to see a receiver like that in the world anymore. Yeah, you don't see those no more, brother. Um, pretty soon they're going to have just like they're going to have the little Bluetooth thing. You just put it in your ear when you sit down, like probably. Uh, but, but yeah. So, uh, so Stax goes to visit Tony. Uh, apparently, Tony is jazzed because uh, he's got a connection in there, so he gets a uh, peacock and he can watch the show the next day. Because I know that's what he's really worried about. You know, when he's you know imprisoned here, is being able to catch up on NXT. What was all the sexual innuendos with Kim Kardashian and all that shit? Hell if I know, man. I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway, Tony says that he swears in his mother's eyes he's gonna. He gets cut off because you know you can't make any threats on those phones because those phones are recorded. People listening in, so. Hmm. Okay. Tony D doing some hard time, brother. You know what, vet? Listen, you asked for this. You asked for this, vet. You. I blame you for this segment. Why? Because you said that NXT is a series of recorded video crimes and nobody ever pays for these crimes. Mm-hmm. Vet, it's happening. Well, I it's mean, why stop at Tony D? We need to arrest half of this roster, including some people tonight, I would think. Or, you know, tonight being this episode of NXT. Mm. I don't know. 
I'm still waiting on those. Uh, starting with whoever wrote this next skit. So, uh, the Von Wagner therapy session is in full swing, and it it comes complete with that uh, the flashback technology, which is very similar to dream technology. Yeah, like you can not only can the WWE actually capture and broadcast dreams from people who are sleeping, but they can also Anytime they think back and remember something, they can just broadcast that memory mm-hmm. right on the screen. Uh, so we we got to see like the different therapists um, that Robert Stone had taken Von Wagner to to try this out, and he's basically um, so they're waiting in this office, and this guy comes out crying, but like a good cry, like "Thank yeah. you, doctor, thank you." Yeah. And then uh, the, he's like, "Man, I'm out of here. I'm not gonna be like after that attacking guy. several therapists, by the way." Right, he attacks therapists for suggesting that he might need to look at his anger problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. So then, um, yeah, so he's about ready to leave until the therapist comes out and, you know, surprise, surprise, it's some hot blonde mm-hmm. woman. Really hot. I, I, do have to, I do have to clarify that because, you know, um, with well, guys like Elton Prince running around, well, you know, hot probably, blonde doesn't narrow it down. But It is probably, um, well, what is a woman? I don't know, but uh, no. I'll tell you one woman that we do know that mm. I was immediately reminded of, because when is the first time that we saw the woman who ended up becoming Maxine from Maximum Male Models, didn't the first time they put her on TV had something to do with Von Wagner? Like she was mysteriously sitting in the crowd watching Von Wagner matches. Oh, that's the same Robert... girl. No, 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 it's not. Not the same girl. No, that I'm girl confused. is up no. on... She's up with Otis now on Raw, but I'm just talking about. Okay. But what I'm saying is, uh-huh. if you remember, they tried a hot blonde gimmick with Von Wagner for some reason, brother. And they're not they're not letting it go. Just like that guy um, that had the Equalizer gimmick before, and then they released him. So then they gave it to Apollo Cruz, like. Right. They will not let go of their damn ideas. They will get these ideas to work come hell or high water is basically my point um, of what I noticed about this. Like, somebody has an idea to put Von Wagner with a hot blonde for some strange reason. And they never got to play it out before um, because Maxine got called up. But they're trying it again with whoever this is now. Does everybody follow? Yeah, so far. Okay, because Mike Martin doesn't think so, but I'm just saying, like, I don't forget these things. If I have to watch this bullshit, I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember that you tried to give a black guy the NXT, the NXT version of the Equalizer, and it didn't get... He, he got released, so you gave it to Apollo Crews later. Trust me, you guys don't have to pay that close attention. I'm doing it for you. Get me the hot blonde, pal. Yeah, well, Mike Martin, you, are you still confused, bro? Are you confused that the, you know what? Let's move on. I all right, fine, all right. fine, okay, fine. Blair Davenport's hot. All right, so Ray's a fan of Blair Davenport. I like her a lot. She's going to take on Danny Palmer here. <sighs> Remember Saul Ruka's best friend, Danny Palmer? Uh, they used so, to do TikToks together. 
So what I like about Blair Davenport, besides the fact that she has like a cool look about her um, and she's like she's sexy. There's a difference between being attractive and being sexy. She has a sex appeal about her, but she, I, I like her as a wrestler. I think she's pretty damn good. And I think she's only going to get better as she continues to wrestle. Um, she has that thing that uh, what's her name? Taya Valkyria, whatever the hell. Not Taya Valkyria. What's her name? Valkyria. Is that her name? Uh, Laura, Lyra. Lyra Valkyria. Right. That thing that when she comes out, there's like something about her. Much like um, the two witches. Uh, well, the one witch and then the other. My first grade Interesting, teacher. Interesting note about that, too, but continue. How's that going, by the way? I don't know. Uh, they got a vignette. <laughs> so they haven't been like... Uh, they, got a, they got a match, and then they got a vignette okay. later. Oh, that's they, it. They still they still are figuring figuring out the how to the order of how to do things. They're fucking up there they're on witches. SmackDown. They're yeah. evil witches. Uh, I know. You don't have to tell me. I know. Yo, this guy is. You know. You know the um. They have certain uh, filters on your phone. This is like that sunrise filter. That's what it looks like outside. It's crazy, bro. I don't know if I should be here. Let me get a mask. All right. Well, Blair Davenport, though. Just concentrate yeah. on Blair Davenport. Oh, she She'll won by Falcon Arrow. Right. Falcon yeah, she Arrow. won with the Falcon Arrow or whatever. They probably gave her a, a you know, like a clever name for it. Uh, if, you're, if you're an eagle-eyed wrestling fan, you'll notice that Blair was wearing United Empire colors. Sort of like black and green and gold and everything. Is that the soccer club or something? No, it's the faction that uh, Will Ospreay is the leader of... I legit th- I th- <laughs> You thought it does sound like it doesn't it sound it like a football a, club, right? Mm-hmm. Like a European football club. I'm sorry, bro. I don't know what that yeah. is, but um, what do you think of Blair? Do you like her as much as I do? Um, she's good. I'm, I've seen her before. I've seen her for. A no, while I mean, now, we've so, both yeah, seen her yeah. before, but and this was a better way to. We've seen people come in NXT and try to get over with a squash, and we've seen them not do it right. Right. I would say this was about how you're supposed to do it right i agree more or less a at at the very least a seven out of ten for getting over in a squash match right that's good for the vet guys now here's here's what um here's what uh i thought was interesting and i like that you brought up the witch team because vic said she's she's been in the ring with people like you know enlist and then he said and smackdown's kaylee ray Ooh. So you're we're not using current gimmick names. We're using older gimmick names. I don't know, bro. This place is a was mess. that was that maybe a slip of the tongue? It had to have been because why would yeah. you want to do that? that She's no on SmackDown as Alba Fire, unless they change her name back and I missed it. I don't think I missed it. Did hey, you chat, guys miss it? Chat did they uh, did they change her name back again? Billy Ray joins the chat. Hey. Hey. All right. What else hey. we got there, buddy? Buddy boy. Um. Let's see. Uh. Dana Brooke arrives Ugh. for the battle royal. She and cannot. She, she explains herself. Bro. That, <laughs> hey, I'm that, here for the battle royal. Is it just me or she is just disliked? I don't know how she keeps a job. Because they like disliking her, I guess. She's supposed to be coming in as the big baby face deal. Oh, and I don't think anyone wanted any part of her during the Battle Royal. We'll talk about that. She's been around so long 
that I bet this NXT crowd forgot she was in NXT. Brother, let me tell you something about Dana Brooke. <laughs> Please. Um, I forgot. Number one, I, I I didn't even know it was her until they mentioned her name. R- right. You just saw another blonde walking in. You were like, is she going to get put with Von Wagner? And then I'm like, who the hell is this woman? Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Talk about like how much uh, she's put into. She's paid a lot to look different. Well, she looks different every time you see her. Elizabeth says, "Okay, is it just one? She doesn't talk like that. Okay, is it just me? Did Dana look different? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I didn't Dummy. realize. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize. I lost that button. Yeah, Elizabeth. She. It's not the same person. Anyway." Yeah, every time you see Dana Brooke, like as someone who has seen Dana Brooke's pretty much entire professional wrestling career, I can tell you that she'll go for periods of time, and then the next time you see her, she will look completely different. And that's because of this culture of doing stuff to your face, whatever it is, injections, different makeups, different uh, whatever. It's um, She is it's just not th- the same person, dude. It, it, it doesn't even look like her. All right, so Mackenzie's with Tiffany. She looks pretty much the same, except for these two things. But um, Tiffany's looks different too, big time. Um, well, uh, the good news is she didn't shit the bed this time on the mic. She they let her be her. But the bad news is, I feel like this is still like a lower energy, lazier version of the Tiffany character. Like something's missing from the first vignettes and things that we were getting what happened i don't know i can't pinpoint it but i i really can't They're, you're right there is something missing from like it's almost like uh are they trying to heavily script her or something is that what it is, is she maybe. not yeah maybe I'm the like, writers think they have her voice but don't you think a newer person would have been heavily scripted also from the start right because they wouldn't trust her yet i don't, I don't know, know. I, well, I don't anyway, I agree with you. let's just say after last week, this was a step back in the right direction, even if she's not all the way there yet. I agree. All right. Now, Corbin versus Trick. Mm-hmm. What would you like to say about this? This is what I saw, and I'm going to need you to confirm or deny. whether. All right. Well, before you say any of that about what's happening in the match, I just want to say just from the aesthetics point of view. That for a guy that still has slot machine sounds for his wrestling music, and uh, he's also worn dress clothes as gear before, <laughs> that this look is very unflattering to him. Bro, he just looked like he just rolled out of bed, threw on some shorts, he's going out for a run. Yeah. That was for those gear. wondering, this is how I'm dressed at home all the time, when I'm not at work and when I'm not doing these shows. Like, I am just wearing a tank top and some shorts. Same shit. I'm literally wearing something like that right now right now so now is yeah. did, did he do it on purpose though is it kind of like um i don't have to try too hard L- like yeah like or like i didn't expect to have a match here so this is the best i can do yeah fuck it you know i'm just gonna throw on some shorts is that what it is i would like to say that however again 
like I just said, this is the guy that has worn dress clothes before as ring gear. Okay, fair enough. So that would mean that at the very least, he could just wrestle in what he showed up for the promo in, right? Yep. Okay, so why would you take off clothes just to have a match? You know? Like, I don't know. Well, in, in, in fairness, his ring gear that he wears normally sucks too. So I guess it really doesn't matter what he wears. He's never looked good in anything he's worn. No. He's always like, he just has a weird body. Like he's, he's tall look, he looks and he's weird now. shaped. Yeah. Um, it's weird. He has like very, the, the torso proportions and leg proportions are weird. So every time he gets different types of gear made, it never looks quite right. He, and this isn't a knock on him. It's just one of those unfortunate things. Like just kind of always looks off no matter what style he tries except when he's covered up in like a dress shirt and slacks he, he was dressed like the guy that you bump into at a basketball court and play a pickup game with that doesn't wear deodorant mm-hmm. you know that guy mm-hmm. that's how he looked he looked exactly like like just some dude that was shooting around hey you want to play a little you know one-on-one or something like that <laughs> the guy that wears the high socks with the shorts that's exactly how he looked um yeah. I just want to jump into this really quickly with this match. Trick Williams, sure. who's still very green, and uh, when he, I saw him in the ring with Baron Corbin, I was like, wow, Trick Williams looks like a million dollars. Like, mm-hmm, I mean, aesthetically, he's huge. He's a big kid. Now, tell me if I'm wrong here. I think Trick was trying to be too careful. What am I saying? He was incredibly light with a lot of what he was doing, kicks, um, punches, forearms, so light to a fact that it kind of fucked up his flow. Like he was being too careful in, in order to not perhaps hurt the WWE talent, who's obviously there scouting him. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's Trick's fault as much, but I don't know if this is the, I don't know. I don't know if they may, maybe they're, they're, maybe they are scouting him you know, on looks alone and stuff, but he's not ready. And I don't think well, he was ready. as we've, as I mentioned earlier, the, uh, like a couple weeks ago or whatever it was, like they've been bringing NXT guys up and giving them a look on main event and everything sure. like that. Cause I saw his match with, um, what's his name? Akira Tozawa. They had a match. That's different weird. because yeah. Akira Tozawa, I could see him going hard. Was it a good match? A decent match for him? It was okay. It was okay. main event, but yeah, so it could be a little bit of that, what you're saying. It could be that. Um, what I noticed about this match, tell me if you noticed this. Sure. Looked like Trick ran out of things to do. Because <laughs> how many times did they have the spot where he threw punches at him in the corner? Like, uh, he made like five comebacks in this match. And bad, that could have had to do with, you know, the producer of the match or Baron Corbin. Um. But yeah, it just felt like the match felt like a really long and, and repetitive. Sure. Um, I, I don't disagree. But do you understand what I'm saying? You you understand what well, I'm I saying? Well, I think the so two light. things I think the two things kind of tie into each other because it was like deferring to the veteran. Like we're gonna do what you wanna do, and if it ended up in a spot where Corbin kept calling the same thing for him to do and he's just like, I'll just do it, you know, yeah. like not that not that Trick. I don't know if Trick is necessarily a wrestling savant, and he knows how to call a good match either. But 
you know, from what we've seen of him, he's he's had better than this, and I've never really enjoyed Baron Corbin's matches, so I'm going to have to lay the fault at his feet regardless. I'm going to add one last thing about Baron Corbin. So Baron Corbin comes in saying, you know, you guys all suck, you guys are soft. For somebody who came into the ring and cut a promo on how he's going to basically dominate all these kids who feel like, you know, they're owed this or whatever. Entitled, yeah. Entitled. Um, he gave Trick Williams so much. This was a too 50, much. 50, too he much. Gave him five comebacks. <laughs> so, so this um, was not good in that aspect. I think, I think yeah. Baron should have dominated at least eighty percent of the match, giving Trick at least one comeback, maybe two, uh, and it didn't work for what you know for the promo that he cut previously. No, he it should, didn't, and he should have beat him quicker. It didn't so, work for the, to right. your point, it didn't work for the promo he cut. It didn't work for the stature of these two men in their respective careers. Right. This just was not the right match for them to have. Should have right. beat him so, quick. So continue. And with that being said, if, if Trick is giving him this problem, then fucking Mello's going to wipe the floor with Baron Corbin. You would think. Right? I mean, he just got two clean, uncontroversial wins over Braun Breaker. So. Oh. Anywho. All right. Well, that's, you know, end of days for the win on for Corbin. Mm -hmm. And uh, did anything happen post-match or was this it? I think this was it, right? Uh, Nathan, uh, let me see. We get another episode of hitting. No. Yeah, that's that's where I was going next. But I didn't know if somebody jumped out and attacked, you know. No. All right. Like so, happen. yeah. So after those hard-hitting home truths that we said about Corbin and Trick, now it's time for an episode of hard-hitting home truths with Nathan Frazier. And senior <laughs> international correspondent dragon lee yeah or is that senior international con correspondent <laughs> dragon lee i don't know but um they they just so they they tried to do a funny thing where they gave the top five noam dar names that they could call his new group which none of this was funny but i will give credit to dragon lee for like attempting to be entertaining and having a personality so he seemed like he was very comfortable in what should be a terribly awkward, unfunny setting, which it was. But he looked like like he could do this all day, basically. I think he should be his right he should be his uh McMahon to his uh, to the Johnny Carson. Yeah. You know, why not? Have him why there. Let's do oh, it. Oh, oh. Hey yo. Yeah. Nobody under the age of forty knows what what the hell I'm talking about. No. All right. So any other thoughts about this home truths? Nope. No, sir. Okay. Uh, Mackenzie is with free agent Ali. Uh, and then they're interrupted by Wes, but he didn't mean to interrupt, so it's okay. Um, just like Billy Ray didn't mean to interrupt. No. Uh, and Who then they hit Ali's music, and he's like, oh, that's me, guys. Yeah. I got to go have my match. It's my turn. Yeah. And then it's Joe Gacy versus Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I mean, I'm not going to talk about this. Are you serious? Uh, Ali wins. Uh, the schism attacks, and then the friends arrive, and now we've got ourselves a six-person situation again. Right, Brooks and Jensen. Yeah. So we. This was this this match. Brooks was and just Jensen. A, what? Not Brooks and Jensen. Yeah, it was wasn't it? Oh no, I'm oh, sorry. It was. It was, uh, it was the guys that were just back there, Tyler and yeah, Wes. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. They're same exactly thing. the same as the country duo. <laughs> Uh yeah, so any thoughts on any of these proceedings with schism and the the, uh, da, 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 da? the match was just the setup for the for the six for the six man next week. That's all this was. Um yeah. 
So yeah. Aaron Ben Shlomo says, how is he a free agent when he assigned to the WWE and already works there? Don't ask questions, Aaron Ben Shlomo. Yeah. Just enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Is what the internet would say. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's really hard to enjoy it when these things are just so blatantly. Just enjoy having Owen Wilson on the AEW game. Wow. That, uh, that so the. I have pre-ordered it. Oh, no, no, it, it will no, be. No. I pre-ordered it live on Twitch. Everyone saw it. Everyone saw me push the button on my phone. Which which version? The basic? The version? elite version, of course. God damn, you paying 110 bucks for that shit, bro? It's not 110 bucks. It's 110 bucks, bucks for the for the big one. For the for the Oh, do you get a seat at a collision with that? If you <laughs> if you, you buy a, the if you, you buy the game and you get a you get a ticket to collision in uh Hamilton, Ontario. <laughs> Jesus. In Saskatchewan. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, it's the elite, man. The elite version's got uh, you know, Keith Lee and Hook and all my favorite. You have, Dan, you have Dan Housen? And Dan Housen? God, my son's going to want this piece of shit game. I'm not playing it. Nah, you're going to play it. See, I don't understand. You won't play WWE 2K23, yes, which is fucking refuse. incredible. Just, I almost fell asleep listening to you say that. It it's is like, is Gallus game. in the game? Because that, that could put me to sleep, too. That's like a double. Um, the country duo and Hank and Tank and Enough Blade are in the NXT kitchen. And speaking of Gallus, they make a real boring cameo. This, but this should be the oh, length of all, all their just, appearances. I fell asleep when you mentioned Gallus. What? Yeah, they walk through real quick. No, this can we fast forward through this? Sure. Eddie Thorpe Ooh. enters. Oh, and then we get uh, Mackenzie and. She's with Noam Dar's group, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess uh, they said some stuff. I don't know. Did they say anything yeah, funny says, or I, interesting? I like them. Yo, that Kara Jackson, good God. Shit. Kara Jackson. Yep. Her and Lash Legend? Yep. Tag team? I'm waiting. You know what I mean? I ain't talking about wrestling. Oh, 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 you're talking about the other thing. (laughs) Apartment wrestling? Scissor me daddy. (laughs) So make some custom matches with Selena De La Renta? Oh, God. That's a too good looking one, bro. I'm just saying. All right, well, we're going to go from two good looking ladies to Eddie Thorpe and... Damon Kemp. The sequel. These guys have faced off once before, and this is the much anticipated rematch. I like the way Eddie Thorpe does that that bird walk. You like that? I kind of actually do. Did you like this match? No. Oh. It's all right. Well, I think this was definitely, and I I hate to say this, but I'm pretty sure this was my socks. So I kind of missed it, but I think what happened was uh, Eddie Thorpe had like a sort of a German suplex type pin and Damon Kemp's feet were in the ropes and the ref counted it anyway. Yeah. The ref was focusing on the shoulders. So um, that's exactly what happened. So it's another situation where Eddie Thorpe gets the win. 
but didn't technically. The match should okay. continue. I, I, I will say that um, Damon Kemp's in-ring progression and selling and all this other shit, I just wish the guy was about six inches taller. I, I, I really dig this kid, Damon Kemp. Mm-hmm. He's going to be so much better than... His brother's never going to wrestle WWE, by the way. Yeah, I going to pay him. They're just going to pay him for a few years, and then he's just going to not show up. Do you wonder, then, if... The literal answer is no to whatever you're about to say, but continue anyway for the well, sake I, of argument. I was going to ask, what's his brother's name again? Uh, uh, Gabe Gable Stevenson. Do you think Gable? So his or, name is Damon Stevenson. Gabe Stevenson. Do you think there's a possibility that he was like, listen, I really want to wrestle for the WWE. And the only way it's going to happen is if you wrestle first. Yeah. They think they're signing you. Yeah. And I'm part of the deal. Yeah. And then you say, fuck him. <laughs> like, this is the way it comes off. Yeah. Like, is this, like, does, did he love it's, his brother so much? <laughs> it's possible. I'm not going to no, say it's likely, great. but I will say it's more than more than a 0% chance. Oh, my God. Yes, boy. I miss them. Yeah. Anyway, well, you can see them every week on Friday Night SmackDown. <sighs> they picked up a win over the Brawling Brutes. I gotta check it out. Anyway, what else yeah. we got? Um, we got uh, Kiana James finding uh, Gigi. Ostensibly, she was on the phone with her brother. I don't know who else would have been wanting to talk to her on purpose, but no uh, as soon as he she hung up, then uh, Kiana was like, you know. No one cares about you or something. I don't know. I really wasn't listening to what they were saying. It's not important, vet. It's not. It's really not, bro. Especially knowing that it's like the next time you're going to see these women's in a battle royal anyway. So not that exciting. But anyway, there she, Kiana's like running Gigi down and then they both stop because Dabakato walks by mm. and they stare at him and awe. Can I say something about Dabakato? Yes. They're, they're not that. There are not a ton of people that'll make you just stop like the, the wrestlers were and look mm-hmm. like, who's this guy? My wife, I was watching this on my laptop when I got home and she actually stopped watching her TV show and she taps me on the shoulder because I have my earbuds in and she goes, who's that? So he has that. If Like my mm-hmm. wife doesn't give a fuck about wrestling at all, except for The Rock. She's in love with that guy. But other than that. But when she saw Dabakato, she's like, who is that? That's a scary guy. That says a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, but apparently nobody in the booking committee feels like your wife. Because the next thing we got is Dabakato versus Scripts. Fuck out of here. It's still Scripts. Shit. I mean, even though That's he's been unmasked and we... We all know, yeah. They called him. They called him that. Yeah, in the hood. They used to call him that. We learned that last week in that AI written promo that he did. Right, because he allegedly wrote a ton of scripts that never got picked up by anyone in Hollywood. Right, and just as you knew that somebody that's a prolific writer would do, he joined literally the circus. Right, wrestling. Well, the other one too before wrestling. You know the fancy circus where they. Pole dance, defying Whoa. gravity. Whoa. 
Oh, what is it called? I don't know. What is that called? That, no one that, that French you know circus. You know what it's called, right? What is it called? The French circus. The... I was trying to say everything but what it's called. Oh. For the purposes of humor. Mm. But it's Cirque du Soleil. I don't know what that is. All right, me neither. So Axiom distracts Dabakato for a roll-up victory for scripts. Yeah, that. The fact that you know how to spell it, Liz. That um, that's not how you spell it. But she's probably uh, like busy multitasking. So really, um, actually, the artist got it. I don't know who this is, but he this person got anything. Anyway, um. So scripts, right? Yeah. Scripts scripts gets a schoolboy pen mm-hmm. on a fully conscious seven foot eight, three hundred and ninety pound monster. And what happened right after? Oh, he got decimated. Like both of those guys just got <laughs> fucking demolished. That is this doesn't work, guys. Those with the pencil and the WWN NXT. This guy should never be pinned. He shouldn't. Uh, Even though he's a, already been pinned. We've seen him pinned. Maybe a count out? Maybe? No. If no. you want to... It, look, here's the bottom line. So if this, if you're going to have this guy end his segment with two guys broken and beaten and laid out in front of him, you might as well just give him the win, too. Right? It does absolutely nothing for scripts to get a roll-up. It just makes everyone look stupid. It makes scripts look stupid. It makes Daba look stupid for having to sit there, like you said, fully conscious and not have enough strength in his lower body to kick a guy off um, that's that's half his size. It's like having a toddler try to hook me up for a three count. I'm going to kick him out. And he's not even, yeah, and he's not even really pinning him that good. Like, if you're going to pin a guy like this you better have his knees next to his ears at least yeah and the brick. but even even still don't do that kick and out anyway yeah and grab his tights and still let him kick out there is no fucking way that anybody should be picking up a fucking schoolboy win on weekly television over this fucking guy he's one of the few guys that's big that halfway looks coordinated and like he gets right? this stuff and you could really do something with him. You really could. Yeah, he's really good. I put him in a fucking tag team with Almas. Who's, who's going to beat them? Everybody. Apparently. <laughs> but that's beside the point. The point is we're talking about a hypothetical world where people do what they should do. And we know this doesn't happen in wrestling anymore, which is why this business is slowly dying and no one's selling any tickets to Collision in Canada. God damn it. If Again, I'm going to reiterate. If you can make my wife stop watching her According to Jim TV show, tap me on the shoulder and say, honey, who is that? Come on, man. Listen, seriously. We know NXT people are watching right now. Because there's a lot of shit that we've said, Vet, that kind of literally pops up on their show. So I know, I know... You have people out there that are watching HMG products and channel attitude products and saying, you know, going back and listen to you guys out there, man. You can't pin this monster, man. Too late. They pinned him. It's too late now. That's Is it too late, though? Can can he go on a fucking 
long winning streak. No, because I'll tell no, and I'll tell you why. Because Amen. if they were ever gonna do something like that, they never would have done something like this. Yeah, it's this not shame. about this one night, it's about their attitude that makes them do things like this. Fucking vet. You know what? You're right, vet. Let's just cancel the show. We're done. All right, we're done. Wait, you didn't even say goodbye yet. Oh, all right, forget it. We'll, we'll continue doing it. All right. all right. Sorry. So anyway, just like um, just like we're kind of yelling at the creative here, uh, Joe Gacy is yelling at his team, and then they're like, hey, calm down. He's like, you're right. Very riveting. Any thoughts on this? No. Well, I mean, Joe Gacy's, you know, he's he failed. Everybody else succeeded. That's it. Nah, I don't. All right. Yeah. Um, we get our first battle royal participants. Lyra and Cora walk out for their hey. battle royal. Hey. Hey. All right. And then uh, before we, you know, get back to that, we get a uh, a meeting uh, between free agent Ali. Mm-hmm. And Wes and Tyler, and Ali's like, you guys got to go at it one on one. And then Ray was like, pause. And then, uh, and then Wes was like, well, I'm okay with this now because, uh, you know, Bait actually came so to me face to face. Like, oh, you mean the way he did the first time that he challenged for your title? Like, he didn't do that behind your back. He did it. Mm-hmm. He he came in your face already, Wes. What? And then what? Ray said, pause. <laughs> and then uh yeah there's so many innuendos in this very gay skit that these guys are doing that can be made that it almost feels like uh, it's so low-hanging you know what fruit. fuck this shit this is for pride month guys. even the low-hanging fruit <laughs> gay Man, i'm sorry even even low-hanging fruit is a euphemism that can be used to describe this uh, it's just too easy. Like every, it's too easy to make innuendos about everything they're doing with these guys right here. Hold on, breaking news. Breaking news: You're gay. More at ten. That's Colin. I have one more. Why are you gay? Who says I'm gay? You are gay. Yeah, you have to leave the undefeated champion for last. That's that's. You can't roll up the "Why are you gay?" clip. You can't roll that up. You gotta, you gotta let that go on a long undefeated streak. Do you remember this one? You're not gonna fit in that hole. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I remember it. All right, battle royal time. Oh no! You know, I actually, um, as I was watching this, a lot of notes came to my mind, and then I was like, "Ah, fuck it." It's a battle royal. Yeah. I mean, there's no. It's just, no, it's a battle royal. Well, even so, like, I thought of things. But, like, as I was watching, I'm like, I don't want to write all this stuff down. And I'm not going to remember when it comes time to talk about it. The only way I would remember is if we, like, pulled the battle royal up and went by some stuff. But I don't want to do that either. Well, And uh, so I just, all I can say is there was a, there was a lot of rottenness in this. Not just what we're talking, like, the mechanics of what the wrestlers are doing, mm-hmm. but just the ideas of it. Like, Blair Davenport walks out, and it's like, why aren't you in the Battle Royal? <laughs> Fucking, don't you want to be? You let every other damn person in here. Why wouldn't Blair Davenport do double duty and try to win a shot at the title? 
Um, no, but she's going to do an angle where they cause somebody else to lose that they got into a fight with on the outside. Mm. And then when she gets eliminated, instead of continuing to kick the shit out of her, they just laugh at her and walk away, even though technically they should be able to just kick the shit out of her some more. But, you know, shit like that. That makes no sense that they had. Um, it's like, if you want to say that Blair and Roxy are going to have a match, just say that. Just say right. it's going to be next week. Don't go with this terrible booking. How about um, that there was a bunch of people that were in this battle royal that got eliminated and Vic Joseph didn't even probably know who they were? Oh, yeah. Like, he would say the name of the person that eliminated them rather than the person's name who was eliminated, which is a bad sign. She She's out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. an elimination by Lyra Valkyrie. Yeah, her <laughs> like, is gone. Who? Who? Who's gone? Well, yeah. Who the fuck the is her? <laughs> how about the utter how about the utter um disappointment in the crowd that was there when Lyra Valkyria uh was eliminated and fucking what's her face was still standing there uh, Dana Brooke they were booing Dana Brooke now again Dana Brooke it was supposed to come as a big deal I get allegedly uh, a baby face allegedly and the fans just don't want anything to do with her she is one of the most disliked wrestlers in the history of the WWE yet she still has a job i don't understand i i don't want her to get fired i don't want anybody to get fired i i i hate when people get fired getting fired is bad but i don't understand why she continue like what is she doing to keep that job i'm just i'm asking a serious question what the fuck the only thing i can think of oh my god other than the obvious of that she is ah, Liz. Yeah, something like that. NDA. Or an ongoing something. Um, the only other thing is that they find it quite entertaining and worth her salary to do things like this and torture her. Do you agree with the artist that Dana Brooke wrestles better than most of them? No. Most of who? <laughs> no. No, I don't. Because you have to look at that in context. The context is Dana Brooke has now had one of those runs that's longer than Steve Austin's run. <laughs> and she's just about as good as these NXT girls. And some of these NXT ladies are better than her. With, like, I would take a Kiana James with her barely under two years of experience over Dana Brooke with her run that's been longer than Stone Cold Steve Austin's. I would take I would take Fallon Henley over her. I would take Roxanne Perez over her. I would take Lyra Valkyria over her. I would take Blair Davenport, who wasn't even in the match, over her. I would take um, fuck who else? Who else is in this match? Well, definitely the one who won, Thea Hale. I'll take her over her. Like there were like ten girls in this match that were better than her. Right, and it's a match full of people that are just like who? So. JC Jane, so, I'd even take I might even take JC Jane over her. That's saying yeah. a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, like uh you know. And Mike Martin also says the context is Dana Brooke constantly complains and gets shuffled around, which is true. Like she's outspoken about the things, and then she also does these weird things where it's like, Hey, it's my birthday, all I want's a match on Raw or shit like that. Like is this approved by the company or are you trying to go into business for yourself? They don't like that, mm -hmm. but they will keep you around to humiliate you. 
Right. They will do that. It's a culture there. It's been a culture there. So that's how it is. Yeah. Anywho. It's yeah, it's it's not simple. Despite one person's popular belief. It's not simple. It's uh we don't know why. But Dana Brooks sucks, no offense. Maybe that's I, why. I'm I'm just talking about skills. I'm talking about the amount of time she's been there. I'm talking about just things that are like tangible. I don't know her as a person. I'm not casting aspersions on her character, even though we know some things about her character. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if nothing else, mm-hmm. she is not very good in the ring. She's probably a really nice person. I'm sure she is. Which is wrestling for she's rotten. Yes, that is exactly. That's actually code. Uh, Whenever you see two two workers, two wrestlers, that's actually I a mean, famous Owen Hart thing. You know, is. on topic. Like it's an old. He's school. a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. How's Dan Severn in the ring? He's a really no, nice he's a, guy. He's such a nice guy. You ever hear wrestlers say that? Oh, he's one of the greatest guys in the business. Okay, that's you didn't answer the question, brother. Mm. <laughs> but the important thing is that Thea Hale wins the battle royal. So oh, who cares was, how rotten everything else was? I was so happy with that. I really was. I I, I went. I was looking at my phone. You know, you know the Michael Jordan meme where he's looking at his. I'm like, oh, 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 from like the Last Dance where he's yeah. like watching the iPad all the time. <laughs> I was very happy with it, man. So good, good for Thea Hale, man. Yeah, and uh, that was almost it. But then we got one more little thing where oh. Bron's in the parking lot, which is very dangerous. Oh. Uh, but uh, he's out there, and they're like, "Hey, hey, Bron, hey, Bron, why did you do that thing to that guy?" And he's like, you know, well, you know, who cares about that guy? Why not? Why doesn't Seth Rollins come put his title on the line in NXT against me? Well, Bron, I can think of a few reasons why he wouldn't do that. Yeah. Number one, the last two times that you were on television and matches, you lost to Carmelo Hayes clean. Sure did. So nobody owes you a fucking thing. That's one. That's a, that's a kayfabe storyline reason why uh, Seth Rollins wouldn't come down there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. but uh, there's a few other ones that may or may not have anything to do with you but it's going to happen because he wouldn't say it if it wasn't going to happen so how do you feel about Seth Franklin Rollins versus Braun Franklin Breaker this motherfucker Seth, Seth Franklin Rollins yeah you don't know I mean, about I, that I'm, I'm not disinterested it's like it's, it's, uh, it's different so I'll take it See what happens. That, that and then when I, I, I sat there and I said, "Oh shit, he's calling Seth Rollins." Do I want to see this? And I went, "Do I?" <laughs> so I was like, "Maybe." So that's that's my my thought right now. I have to see what will Seth Rollins come to NXT with that second. Um, real quick before we go, that. And this is something we should have discussed earlier. And I just, I'll just throw this question out to you: hmm. If you are the world heavyweight champion, right, Seth Rollins, Seth, is the, Seth Franklin Rollins, he is the world heavyweight champion, right? And Roman Reigns is the undisputed champion of the universe, of the universe, which is bigger than a world. Worlds are in universes. So does that mean that Seth Rollins? title can be disputed yes and everyone has been disputing it ever since it was announced and that's kind of been our whole thing Mm. okay 
I think it's safe to say it's good to go. You can go home now. Good. So. But, uh, today we're going to have some comic book guy on the uh, the A show. I haven't. Worst even, episode ever. I, I don't know what the hell. Um, fucking. Uh, I, I love my homegirl. April Hunter. But she just sprung a guest on me and I have no idea who this person is. So I haven't even done any research, any thumbnail. So tune into the A show tonight. At seven p. I don't fucking know. Um, well, you got to know at least the name. All right, let me see. I'm, I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, oh, okay, she sent me some information here. Okay, so you ever heard of a uh, Silverline Comics? Uh, no. Great. Some dude named Roland. He doesn't have. A, he's just a one name guy like Scripps. Brother, this or is all I'm getting. This is all I'm getting here, brother. Um, okay. you know what? Silverline Double. F- I, I've never heard of any of these. I, I don't know. I don't know how to put this over, but okay. Anyway, we have a comic book artist that's coming out. Oh, Roland Man with an extra oh. N for extra man. Okay. Um, he has a Kickstarter going on. He's trying mm-hmm. to publish some comics. Uh, the obsoletes and pendulum. I, I don't. I, I really. I don't know that. Um, you know what? Tune in okay. to the A show. I'm sure it's going to be great. Uh, it's always fun. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, just uh, head over to Rumble.com backslash user backslash uh, the A show and just search the A show with April Hunter. I, I don't know what's going on, but it should be a fun show. And I know the yeah. artist will come on and yell at me as he usually does. So, well, if you're going to have an artist on, right? The artist, you gotta, should be there. you gotta have an artist in the chat. Yo, the artist, if you show up, I'm gonna be like, you're not an artist to to Mr. Man. I'm be like, this is the artist. So, yes. all right, but what you got, buddy? Oh, you know, not much changes over in my world. It's still at opinion haver on your favorite social media platforms, and uh, even if I'm not on them. You know, you can still follow me. I'm pretty sure that's that's me. Um, including twitch.tv slash opinion haver. Uh, because then you can see me and you guys are gonna want to be there because you can see me do things like purchase uh AEW Fight Forever Elite Edition live. Oh god. You could have been there. You could have said I was there oh. when Vet hit that button on his phone. That's a waste of waste of pushing buttons. You could have saved yes. that, you could have saved that push for something else. And and you can eventually be there to see me stream the game live on launch minute. As soon as it's, it? I'm gonna stream it live as the moment it's available. Which, as the artist pointed out earlier, is a day early with the elite edition. So, so the only people that's gonna be playing it is like me and Adam Cole probably. But uh, and Damon Kemp and Damon Kemp. Let's hope. Let's hope. Mm. Uh, so about yeah. that oh there's nothing to say about that so moving on um we've got uh the impact attack every monday at 6 30 p.m uh pacific time 9 30 p.m eastern time with brandon where we talk about impact wrestling and damn it uh impact wrestling is not good either right now and they have been very disappointing to me and if you want to hear how disappointed I can get, 
uh, when I'm hyped up on caffeine, then you're going to want to check out the Impact Attack live. But if you can't check it out live, or you can't check out Ray and me live, then uh, you're going to have to go to channelattitude.com um, and and follow up. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so there you go. Um, and, you know, the usual stuff I always say, wrestling with Rip Rogers every Friday, um, concrete, and... Uh, and it's a Q&A, and then uh, Stevie Richards, you know, um, always doing stuff, new videos, new fitness reviews, uh, new episodes of the Big Fitness Show. Um, the man can't be stopped, uh, and you can't stop him, so don't even try. You can only hope to contain him. Yeah. That's it. That was my joke. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week and uh, tune into the A show. And hopefully, it's not a shit show. I have no idea what I'm doing. So, see you next week, guys. We love you. Well, I love you. Bet deals with you, right, Ben? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Bye, guys. This is the Hubbard Roger. Yeah, it's fucking me. Yeah, and uh, listen to the fucking Amin Media Group. That's Ben Amin, Amin Media Group. From Rip Rogers, go get him and go fuck yourself. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out.